2: your perfect home, sweet home.
3: Today is 30 September 7, 2023. Coming up on Roller Martin on Filter streaming live on the Black Star Network. While the Department of Justice is actively investigating the Fulton County Georgia jail over its conditions and treatment of inmates, more inmates are dying. Ten have died so far this year. One of the latest, Samuel Lawrence, died days after he filed a handwritten prisoner civil rights complaint about the conditions and abuse by the guards. We'll talk to the Lawrence family attorney about what the independent autopsy revealed. Georgia DA Fawny Willis claps back at Congressman Jim Jordan in responding to the Congressman's demand that she turn over her Communication records with Justice Department officials in her election fraud case. We will show you her nine page letter. A black Pittsburgh lawyer is suing the judge for jailing him for not following his orders to negotiate a civil rights lawsuit. Former NFL football player Walter Bernard will be here to tell us exactly what happened. Contract employees at the federal government's largest call center threatened a strike during federal insurance renewal uh, unless they get higher wages and better benefits. We'll talk to a few of the Maximus employees about their demands. Also, Pete Navarro, yep, he going to jail. Uh, He was found guilty today for contempt of Congress. Uh, And the SBA 8A program is in jeopardy after a white woman sues, complaining that she was unable to apply. Even though she got $4 million in contracts, from a women set-aside program. I told y'all what these white folks had planned. It's time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go.
0: He's got whatever the miss
4: he's on it. Whatever it is he's got, the scoop, fact fat, the fine. And when it breaks he's right on time. And it's rolling, best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics.
3: What the hell is going on in the Fulton County Jail this year? Ten inmates have died in that jail. The DOJ has opened a civil rights investigation into jail conditions uh, in that jail, citing violence, filthy conditions, and the death last year of a man whose body was found covered in insects. Recently, Samuel Lawrence was found unresponsive in his cell at the jail on August 26, days after he filed a lengthy handwritten prison, prisoner civil rights complaint regarding the conditions and abuse by prison guards. I'm in a quote, I'm in a cell in isolation with no water, no working toilet. I'm sleeping on a hard metal floor and then they decreased my food. Lawrence later died at Greater Memorial Hospital. The coroner has not released Lawrence's cause of death. However, his family had an independent autopsy and found disturbing marks on his body. Joining me now is Sheba Terrell, the Lawrence family attorney, as well as a number of family members. First and foremost, uh, Sheba, uh, there was uh, this independent autopsy. What did it reveal? Sheba? Sheba, can you hear me? Sheba, can you hear me?
5: Can you hear me?
3: I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Kenneth Muhammad. My apologies, uh, Kenneth Muhammad. Uh, yes, Kenneth, can you hear me?
6: I'm 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 here. I hear you, and thank you for having me on.
3: So, what did this independent autopsy reveal?
6: Well, so far we have evidence um, that he was the victim of a physical assault. There are injuries to his chest. There are bite marks um, and that show that they were made within a week of the time of his death. Uh, And uh, they were also able to confirm that he had eaten food within two hours of dying. Um, We have just this preliminary information from the private autopsy, but we're awaiting uh, final autopsy reports from the county as well as from the uh, uh, private autopsy that was received by the family.
3: Um, and, and so, um, how long, uh, after he passed away was his autopsy done?
7: Kenneth?
6: Well, um, the, the date of death was August 26th. Can you hear me?
3: Yep, go ahead.
6: Okay, okay, yeah. Um, he, he died on Saturday, August 26th, um, and the county actually began uh, within, the, within the day, the next day, um, from the information that uh, we received. So it was uh, pretty quick that we started, um, you know, that, we, that they started the process at the county. Um, I can't tell you the exact date that the uh, independent autopsy began, though.
3: Um, we have several family members here, um, and so I need to know who's the one person going to be speaking. Uh, what I'm curious about uh, is uh, he wrote this letter um, when he was talking to family members. Um, when was the last time y'all communicated with him, uh, and what did he say about the conditions? Last time um, he talked to um, his grandmother, it's been two weeks before his death is when he shared some things that was going on in the jail. So
8: two weeks before his death
3: and, and what did he share?
8: He told her that the officers and the inmates were abusing and terrorizing him and bullying him
9: um
3: and that was uh, that was in a phone call to his grandmother. That was in a phone call to his grandmother. What what was he in jail for? He was in jail for arson, alleged arson. And um, was he, was bail given? Was he unable to make it? What happened there?
10: Uh, um,
8: Was not given until they said April. We did not know that he had a bail.
3: So, uh, so how long has he been, how long was he in the Fulton County Jail?
8: From December 26th.
3: So he was, he was in the Fulton County Jail for eight months. Eight months. Uh, Yes. uh, Kenneth, as I said, the DOJ is investigating and what's, what, what's disturbing here is, I mean, it's not usual for 10 people to die in a county jail in, I mean, this isn't even a full year.
6: Right, yeah, if, if we if we back up, um, I part of my practice is criminal defense. I handle civil rights cases, but I also handle criminal defense. I have clients that are in the Fulton County jail now saying to me all of the different things that are going on to them where they are fearful for their lives. So one of the things that's happening is inmates are able to access other inmates' cells. And so one of the things that Samuel reported was that a group of inmates actually popped open the door to his cell on one instance, and an altercation ensued at that point. And in the written report that he gave, he indicated that he suffered a bite mark at that time. Now, the autopsy report is showing that there's evidence of bite marks. So that's showing that the report that he gave, the written report that he gave is so you have other, um, you have instances where reports are given to deputies about attacks and the deputies doing nothing. You have reports of deputies themselves uh, assaulting inmates. Samuel reported that he was the victim of excessive force on multiple occasions. On one instance, he was handcuffed, and while handcuffed, he was improperly pepper sprayed, kicked, and stomped. Um, as I indicated, uh, I, I've been dealing with issues with regard to safety at the Fulton County Jail from a, from a number of my clients over the last months. There is um, another young man named Monte Stinson who died on just uh, August 1st of 2023, um, and uh, the circumstances surrounding his death are where the, the officers actually um, reported that he was counted in his cell alive, but when uh, some information came about the time of his death, it showed that he would have had to have already been dead at the time that they reported that he was alive. Um, You have, after Samuel's death, you have another death that took place just a few days later on August the 31st. And so what it looks like is... Which people are attacking in peace are overlooking these incidents, and deputies themselves, from some reports, are actually attacking inmates also. So, in these situations, what we have to do. you know gather all of the evidence see what the autopsy reports show and uh, hold the county accountable but there are things that the county can do to um, remedy these situations and in all of these instances involving law enforcement uh, whether it's inside of custody or outside of custody there is um, the the technology with regard to cameras you know, really put us in a situation where a lot of these things that people are suffering don't need to happen. So there shouldn't be one square inch in the Fulton County Jail um, outside of the the cells themselves where 24 hours a day, if something is reported to have happened, it isn't able to be seen on some video recording. There should be monitoring of all the different uh, corners of the jail at all times.
3: So uh, the question I have for um, for his family members, have you all communicated with, with elected officials, Fulton County commissioners? I mean, the reality is you have the sheriff there, but they also oversee the jail. Uh, and so have y'all had any communication with elected officials?
10: No, no, no,
3: they, they, they have not um, reached, reached out,
8: out. no.
3: Okay. Um he talked
8: with the um chaplain, but that's it.
3: That's it. All right. Uh well, um, we certainly are sorry for your loss. Uh this is another one of the troubling stories coming out uh of Fulton County. Uh, and we'll certainly keep our eye on this story. Thank you so very much, Kenneth Muhammad. Thank you, thank you as well. And also excuse me. I
8: just wanted to reiterate back on The private
3: autopsy
8: that the family paid for was done
3: August 30th. Got it. Okay. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, got to go to a break. We come back. uh, We'll have more on Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment.
9: President Biden has delivered for Black America. More funding for Black entrepreneurs. Millions of new good-paying jobs. He's lowering the cost of medications and the cost of living. Joe Biden is delivering for us, and that's the facts. When you talk about blackness
3: and what happens in black culture, we're about covering these things that matter to us, uh, speaking to our issues and concerns.
11: This is a genuine people-powered movement. There's
3: a lot of stuff that we're not getting. You get it, and you spread the word. We wish to plead our own cause 0196 the cash app is dollar sign rm unfiltered paypal is r martin unfiltered venmo is rm unfiltered zell is roland at com.
9: next on the black tape with me greg carr what do deon Sandy? a lawnmower and the phenomenon of invisible labor all have in common they're all now part of shall we say a colorful lore at our historically black colleges and universities. Our Master Educator Roundtable convenes to explain it all as we explore the good, the bad, and the downright ugly of one of Black America's national treasures. That's next on the Black Table, right here on the Black Star Network.
12: Hey, what's up? It's Sammy Roman. Hey, it's John Murray, the executive producer of the new Sherry Shepard Talk Show. Hey,
11: it's me, Sherry Shepard, and you know what you're watching, Roland Martin Unfiltered.
3: All right, folks, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, introducing uh, my panel uh, on today, uh, Greg Carr, Department of Afro-American Studies at Howard University, Reese Colbert, host of the Recy Colbert Show, Sirius XM Radio out of D.C., along with Victoria Burke, Black Press USA, Arlington, Virginia. I'll start with you, Greg. It is, it is crazy to me uh, that uh, 10 people dying in a jail in a year has not attracted uh, more attention Um, this goes to show you how there's this thought process in this country, uh, where people who are in jail, who are, uh, who are being held, people who have yet to even go to trial are seen as afterthoughts in America.
9: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're going to continue to say
0: this as the numbers.
2: your perfect home, sweet home.
9: Continue to swell of people who are paying attention not only to this case, but to this platform, that this is why independent, hard-hitting, black-owned, black-controlled, black-story-anchored media, news media, is invaluable. If this were 10 white people dead in a jail, I suspect there would be a lot more Noise around this, we all remember and are familiar with the name Khalif Browder and what happened to him on Rikers Island. When we start talking about double digits of people dying in short order, and when uh, Attorney Muhammad, then named Monte Stinson, and then, who made transition on the first of August, and then another death on the thirty-first of August, in bet- sandwiched between Lawrence's death, and, you know, this brings really into focus the fact that the Eighth Amendment is just words on a piece of paper. What is cruel and unusual punishment? What is uh, false imprisonment or holding somebody without giving them access to bail? The family couldn't even say. As you said, this man was uh, in in prison for eight months, and the family couldn't even determine uh, when he was eligible for or had, in fact, been uh, eligible for bail. So we're talking about a, a situation where it's the Wild West. Prisoners having access to other rooms? Is there a conspiracy going on? What are the range of charges? Is there criminal behavior? Is there neglect? In other words, you've got a situation where people are are being punished. This is capital punishment. I thought the Eighth Amendment meant something, but apparently not in the state of Georgia, and less and less in the United States of America.
3: But the thing here, um, uh, Lauren, when I think about when um, Jay Z's Rock Nation, Tamika Mallory, Rakia Lumumba, and others, when they were protesting in Mississippi, Parchment this, this parchment prison, uh, later there was a documentary that was actually done about this as well. I mean, very similar conditions. Um, and again, what, what I'm looking at is I, I just don't see there being a lot of attention being played to what's happening there in Fulton County. Obviously, lots of attention when Trump and 18 others were uh, were indicted, uh, and, and other stories along those lines, but literally, 10 folks are dead this year, and it's sort of like,
13: hmm. That's right, and the reason for that is, of course, deeply political. Politicians get elected Saying that they want to lock people up and throw away the key. Politics, politicians make money, raise money, get elected. Talking tough on crime. Uh, politicians been getting elected on the the war on drugs, the the whole the whole atmosphere of bragging about being tough on crime has gotten a lot of politicians, Democrat Republican, elected. So people who are incarcerated have nobody to stand up for them in the political realm. There's nobody. It would have to be an activist. There's very few politicians who will get out there and stand up for the rights of people who are incarcerated. Uh, The fact that in most jurisdictions uh, they they can't vote, Uh, state of Florida, you can't vote even after you're out, Uh, Virginia, the same thing, effectively, you know, if you have a felony record, you, you can't get your right to vote back. Nobody cares about this constituency. We had somebody who was a homeless woman who was 73 years old die in Arlington, Virginia, Uh, last week, 73-year-old homeless person that died in the jail, one of many in Virginia. And, of course, this Fulton County situation is outrageous. But who is going to stand up for these people? We are a country who doesn't care about poor people. We don't care about homeless people. We have no policy for people who have no money. And these politicians out here have no real answers. And while we send billions overseas to do whatever in whatever other country, these problems get worse and, and they grow. But the, the, the issue of incarceration, the war on drugs, is what drives this moment where you could have 10 people die at the same facility and nobody do anything about it.
3: Um, it's, to me, uh, Reese, it's not enough to wait for the DOJ. What the hell the Fulton County Commissioner's doing? Well, I know what one is doing. One is spending her time in court because she had an affair with her chief of staff and then she allegedly put a tracking device on his car after they broke up. So we know what she's doing. Uh, but what the hell are these... I mean, if you are a Fulton County Commissioner, your ass should be telling the sheriff how in the hell are you not doing a massive check on the jail? In fact, those commissioners should themselves be going through that jail and examining the conditions
12: there.
11: I agree. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, these are people that um, are not in there for life sentences except for the fact that they end up dying um, due to inhumane conditions. And so for the sake of public safety, you think people will be invested in making sure that people who are eventually going to reenter the population will do so without the trauma and the horrors that they've been inflicted upon um, being in prison. But I think, as a society, we haven't decided um, what real punishment means and what kind of rights people deserve, the level of humanity people deserve, even while they are incarcerated, people are very much indifferent to that because people are more concerned about you know, dodging bullets or dodging whatever kind of crime um, people perceive to be surging in their areas. And so this is really a stain on our entire society and how we treat people um, to get to the point to where people are locked up. A lot of people are incarcerated on pretrial detention because of the bail laws and a lack of reform there. And so this is a multi-pronged issue. But um, I saw that the sheriff's statement was about underfunding for the jail and needing new facilities. I don't think this is as much a facility issue as it is a humanity issue and a willpower to actually do something about the level of incarceration we have in Fulton County specifically, but in this country in general.
7: Go to my
3: iPad um, to, uh, to control. Room. This is what I want. Uh, I want to, uh, want to call every single one of these commissioners, and I want to see who has the guts to come on this show tomorrow. And so Rob Pitts, he's the chair, he's black. You got Bridget Thorne, Bob Ellis, Dana Barrett, a black woman, Natalie Hall, a black man, Marvin Arrington Jr., a black woman, Khadija Um Call every single one of them, and, and also call the sheriff because they should be supplying some answers as to what the hell is going on there in Fulton County. This makes no sense uh, to me. You already have a person who died covered by covered by uh, insect bites. Okay, you got this guy complaining about no water. Well, they should be doing a check and seeing. Do you have running water in every single damn uh, prison cell? Uh, what's going on with working toilets? This is real basic. Uh, and if you have these allegations of abuse by prison guards, where in the hell is it, where in the hell is uh, Governor Brian Kemp? where in the head of the Attorney General? Oh, the Attorney General, the Republican Attorney General in Georgia had time to have 61 RICO indictments, to to indict 61 people regarding Stop Cop City, but why why are Republicans so silent about this here? If the sheriff's complaining, well, it's about budget cuts, okay, what's the number? What do you need? What are you asking the commissioner's court? What are you asking the state for? Somebody should have some damn answers because it simply isn't natural for 10 people to die in a jail in a year and there's no code red, uh, you know, uh, you know, a DEFCON 5 uh, when it comes to political leadership. This is absolutely weak leadership and this should not be the case and commissioners should be saying to the sheriff we bet not see another person die in this damn jail because this is, makes no sense whatsoever. This is on par with Parchman in Mississippi and again, people are way too quiet there in Atlanta area in Fulton County uh, and it needs to be uh, dealt with and these commissioners need to step the hell up. That's what needs to happen. Because it literally makes no sense whatsoever. All right, folks, hold tight one second. We're gonna go to break. We come back uh, more. P Navarro defied a congressional subpoena. Now he's going to get sentenced uh, on, uh, in January. So we got that going on. Also, some workers in uh, Mississippi over oh, well, the largest uh, federal government call center are demanding a new contract uh, saying they're going to strike unless they get better wages and benefits. There was a protest today in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, Congressman Benny Thompson, uh, Derek um, Johnson, the NAACP, many folks spoke there. And we'll show you some of that and we'll talk to those employees right here on Roland Martin Filters on the Black Star Network
12: on the next get wealthy with me deborah owens america's wealth coach black women are starting businesses at the fastest rate than any other segment however finding the funding to build them is challenging on our next get wealthy we're going to talk with author Catherine finney who wrote the book Build the damn thing, and she's going to be sharing exactly what we need to do to achieve success in spite of the odds. As an entrepreneur of color, it's first, you know, building your personal advisory board. I think that's one of the things that's helped me the most. The personal advisory board of the people who are in the business of you personally and want to see you succeed that's right here on get wealthy only on black star network next right here on the frequency the woman they call the gifted eye hip-hop celebrity photographer Corey soldier she's the master storyteller that captured the history of hip-hop through the lens of her camera tupac comes out the next thing you know know who they were at first you just seen all these dudes just come rushing the stage <laughs> then you realize biggie gets a bottle of champagne he pops it open sprays it on the crowd he drinks the bottle Hoy soldier the hip-hop celebrity photographer joining me right here in the next episode of the frequency on the black star
14: network <laughs>
0: at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet.
2: perfect home sweet home
12: hatred on the streets a horrific scene a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence not you will not white people soil. are losing their
3: damn life.
5: What's up? Geek Tony the place to be got kicked at your mama's university, creator
12: and executive producer of Fat Tuesdays, air hip-hop comedy. But right now, I'm rolling with Roland Martin, unfiltered, uncut, unplugged, and undamn believable You hear me?
14: About a month ago, Maximus reached out to our office and they wanted to have a meeting. I don't have any reason to meet with you. The only reason why I would meet with you if you had workers at the table, you've signed an agreement with them to increase their pay to ensure they had medical health care and a quality of work life that all individuals should be entitled to. For the NAACP, let's be clear. When you strike, we will be here with you to recognize that the reason why we exist as an organization is because they was trying to exploit black workers for cheap labor. The reason why we were created as an organization, because they exploited black folks for free labor, we call slavery. And at the end of the day, the right of workers is the right of all citizens to be able to collectively bargain, and we must do that in solidarity. Now, as we stand here in this hot sun, in a parking lot but behind us that's full. We need you to give your coworkers courage to ensure that they are willing to stand with you.
3: Hello, Derek Johnson, President of the NAACP, speaking at a rally today of employees of Maximus there in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, employees there, Uh, they the government's largest call center. They're threatening to strike unless they get higher wages uh, and better benefits. They went on strike for a single day in June. They made it clear at this rally that they will not go to work when it's time to renew federal health benefits if their demands are not met. Uh, Here is some more uh, of the speakers from today's event. Today we're standing together
9: to put Maximus on notice that workers are prepared to go on strike during the Medicare and Affordable Care Act open enrollment period unless Maximus addresses their demands. Let me repeat that. So, I want to make sure that they hear me and that y'all hear me. We are prepared and we will go on strike during the Medicare and Affordable Care Act open, remote, open enrollment period unless Maximus addresses their demands. And I'm here to deliver a message to you, Maximus workers, that I and all of CWA, I, as your newly elected international president, have your back. And I will stand with you in your fight for living wages, affordable health care, for a real voice on the job, and for racial and economic justice. When we fight,
10: when we fight, when we fight, we are going to win in the end. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. 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 I came a long way to be with workers who want to make a difference in the workplace. But you know, you want to be respected in the workplace. And so, for a guy who doesn't represent this area, but I identify with your mission, I identify because all you want is the ability to organize and choose the right to have representation in the workplace. And that's what you're doing here at Maximus, and I support you for that. More importantly, for those of you who go to work every day, you expect to be respected and paid a fair wage. Not just a living wage, but a fair wage. Now, what does that mean? In order to get what you want, you're going to have to stick together. And this is part of the process. This company makes $2 billion a year of federal contracts, and they can't pay you better than what they're paying you now? You know, you give people a raise, then you raise the deductible. You give them a raise, then you raise the contribution for the, for the health care. That's not, you know, that's, that's smoke and mirrors because that doesn't put anything on the table. So part of the reason I'm here is to let you know that there are a lot of people who don't live in the Hattiesburg area who are with you. Uh, There are a lot of people who understand this cause. But in unity, there's strength. You have to stick together.
3: and folks, in joining us right now are a couple of members of the Maximus organizing committee: Sylvia Walker uh, from Bogalusa, Louisiana, and Catherine Charles uh, from Tampa. Glad to have both of you here. Uh, I'll start with you, Sylvia. So, for folks uh, who don't who don't know, uh, explain what do y'all actually do.
15: I am at Maximus, and I'm a dual. What's called a dual, I work for the Affordable Care Act, signing people up for insurance. And I also work for Medicare.
3: So when so when folks uh, are calling uh, about the Affordable Care Act regarding benefits, uh, you're one of the folks that they're talking to, walking them through what it means?
15: Yes, I am. Got it. I, along with others. We're uh, completing applications, answering questions, assisting them with whatever they need uh, when they're wanting to sign up or have
4: questions about are they eligible to sign
3: up? How about you, Catherine?
4: Hi, I've been working for Maximus for nine years now. I work for Marketplace, which is the Affordable Care Act. I do not do Medicare, so I do help people with enrolling into health insurance, assisting them understand how health insurance work, um, if they have any problems with the insurance company, their insurance get canceled, or any questions that they have. That is what I'm here for. Also. As an internal support group, I also assist not only the consumers, but I am responsible for teaching my fellow CSRs or representatives that are new on the floor and they don't know how to find a script, um, where to look for, if they don't know how to read an escalation uh, or how to do an escalation, I'm there to do that. I'm also I take tier one calls as well as tier two calls as well as supervisor calls. So when the consumer called and asked for a supervisor, I'm the one answering those those calls.
3: So uh, you're, you're you're focusing on pay uh, and other benefits. So Sylvia, um, what, what is the pay like and what are y'all asking for?
15: We're asking for a wage that we could live on. The pay is not good, as you can hear from what I said previously, I'm working two jobs and being paid for one job.
3: Now now what are they doing? Are they paying so, hourly? Are they paying salary? How what are they paying? And and what's the average are, what's the are, average average wage of workers?
15: Okay. So the customer service representative, and that's what I am, dual, I my salary is about seventeen dollars an hour. And there are some that make a little bit less from what I understand. And then there are others that make a little bit more. And so you're putting a lot on your plate to provide the services that are needed for our community, people in our community, our communities, and then we're not being paid for that. No customer service representative that works for Maximus should be concerned about how they're going to pay the rent how they're going to eat, how they're going to uh, manage their home if they have to get sick or if they get sick. So that's a problem. When you have us working, we're doing our best to serve our community, to do the job to the fullest of our our abilities. And then we're not paid. We're in the food line pantry, food pantry line. That makes no sense.
3: How many hours are are, are, are y'all working per day?
15: We work eight, eight hours. hours a day. Uh, and and uh, some have a 10-hour
4: day. Uh,
3: and, and Catherine, how, how, a four day week. And how many employees are we talking
4: about? Oh, it's a lot. Um, in Tampa, Florida, and here in Tampa, we have thousands of employees. Most of those employees are females, single mothers like me. For bilingual representative like me, the base pay is $18.70 a month.
3: And I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You mean uh, you mean an hour?
4: An hour. Yeah. i sorry.
3: It. Okay. An got hour. it. Got it. All right. So y'all. So Sylvia, you said about seventeen. Uh, you said the base pay, but was being length about eighteen seventy. Um, what are y'all asking for? What are you asking it be raised to? Sylvia, you first.
15: Twenty-five dollars an hour. That's more like it.
3: Twenty-five dollars an hour. Uh, and, and what else are you asking for for Maximus?
15: We're we're asking for better benefits. We, Our deductibles are high, um, and we can't afford these deductibles. If you don't go to the doctor or use your um, health care often, if you're just getting the basic um, office visit, wellness visit, we can't pay that deductible.
3: How much is and it? And
15: then pay for the visit. How much is it? Uh, I think it's 2500
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Twenty five hundred, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, that is so. So for that office visit, you're paying twenty five hundred bucks.
15: Well, they can ask you to pay the deductible along with the visit. Right. Yeah, they can ask you for well, that. A provider can ask that.
4: Wow. The way this the insurance is set up is that you have to meet the deductible first. Um, I work teaching people about deductibles, copays, and for us at Maximus, you have to meet the deductible. So if you go to your first doctor visit, it's not gonna be, you're not gonna be paying a copay. You're gonna pay the full visit until you meet that. $2,500 $2,500 out of pocket.
3: I mean, what's crazy is here y'all are trying to help people make it, make placing phone calls regarding the Affordable Care Act, and you're talking about having health care issues with your employee, your employer. Exactly. Correct. Questions from our panel. Reese, you first.
11: Um. Yeah, there's been reports of retaliation um, for people speaking out and being involved in this collective action. Are you all concerned about that, or do you feel pretty secure in your positions, like in
4: terms of your immediate leadership? Well, in my case, I do feel very concerned. Um, This year, two days before Mother's Day, because there was a lot of people organizing, more than 700 employees were let go. They contacted CSRs. To a meeting room and they explain that you have two weeks to go and they did it throughout national it's not like one call center only it was everywhere and we don't have job security where i can say well i'm doing a good job they're not going to fire me they can get rid of me at any time for any reason and they don't care how tenure you are i know people on that round of layoff that were there for 14 years and they had a cute qualities call, they had, they were responsible the job, they did a good job, and they still got let go. Not a reason, a specific reason why, or, well, they said that because of low call volumes, they had to let these people go. But imagine that you're being let go, you're a mother with a family that you have to take care of, and when you go to the Maximus website, they're hiring people, and they're opening other sites. So how does he explain that you're being fired because of low call volume, but you're hiring extra
13: people? Mm. Lauren. Um, do you all know if there is any history of Maximus Call Center uh, agreeing with workers in other negotiations in the past? Not no. to my knowledge. Okay. In other words, have they have there ever been a negotiation where they said, you know, maybe five to ten years ago, um, we will come to the table and give you some of the things that you are asking for? Have you ever heard of that in the past?
15: I have not. I have been a part of the organizing uh, since Maximus came to Louisiana, Bogalusa, Hattiesburg, and I have not heard of that. We've been working to try to organize uh, they have been union busting uh, doing everything they can to stop us or to shut us down calling the police on us when we were simply passing out flyers for information for our mm-hmm. co-workers I mean okay, just thanks. crazy putting us off the property hmm. yes. Wow thank you so they are not, they're not willing mm-hmm. to negotiate
9: Greg? Uh, thank you, Roland, and thank you, Miss Walker and Miss Charles. Uh, reading up a little bit on Maximus, the way the way it looks, and I heard, we heard Congressman Thompson say two billion dollars, but they're actually that was actually just for the first two quarters of this year. If I have it correctly, they're they're proposing they're projecting as much as five billion dollars uh, in earnings this year in a multi-billion-dollar. International company with like nearly forty thousand employees in ten countries. I mean, getting rid of seven hundred people earlier this year, and of course, in in, in the wake of the one day action you all had. I guess my question is, the excuses they're giving, and reading some of the conditions y'all working under, it reminds me of Amazon. And in terms of what these and the union busting they're trying to do, you know, they're saying that you know people getting put off the rolls uh, is means there's a slowdown in call volume. Has that been either of y'all's experience between people having to re-enroll and those suffering from long COVID? Has the has the, have the call as the call volume actually dropped or has it increased? Or I mean, particularly since people are having to re-enroll in these things,
15: and the call volume has not let up. The calls come in back to back to back constantly. You don't have time to recover from the previous call before another call, you're answering another call to assist someone else. Mm-hmm. And depending on the nature of that call, it can be some kind of difficult to take the next call and get yourself in that frame of mind to assist that person. But we mm-hmm. do what we do and we do it to the best of our abilities. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Catherine. final comment.
4: Well, as she stated, the calls are, for marketplace, they're a little bit different because right now they're not as
2: perfect home sweet home
4: fast coming in through as they used to be like for do, during November um, doing open enrollment after open enrollment um, when we have to do also the 1095 forms for taxes and it's cold after cold you don't you barely get a minute to sip water if you get anything um, we're not only calling for the benefits of the pay in um, the conditions we only get like a five minutes break to go use the bathroom or drink some water. And as she stated, in between difficult calls, sometimes you need more than that to decompress a little bit because you get either really irate consumers on the phone, very mean and vicious, or you get people crying and very emotional. That also gets transferred to us because we are human beings sitting on the phone, listening to people's stories. Mm -hmm. And we work at Maximus not just because of the pay, we love what we do. Mm-hmm. And we just want to make sure that we get better condition. They're making money because we are the front line doing all the work. And I think they, as a federal contract, we should be considered federal employees and get the benefits of federal employees because they're getting the federal money.
3: Yes. All right. Sylvia Walker, Catherine Charles, we appreciate both of you joining us uh, on today's show. Thanks a lot.
15: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Folks, uh, we partnered with the Communication Workers for America. You're going to be able to see the restream of today's rally uh, on the Black Star Network. So check it out there. Also check out our YouTube channel as well uh, to see uh, the full speeches of all those who spoke today uh, in Hattiesburg, uh, Mississippi. All right, folks, uh, we come back, uh, more right here on Roller Uncultured Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. We'll talk about uh, Fonny Willis smacking the hell out of Congressman Jim Jordan. Ain't nothing like a good <laughs> pimp slap with some powder. Then of course, Pete Navarro, he got pimp slapped by DC jury found guilty. We'll talk about both of those stories when we come back right here on Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network.
9: President Biden has delivered for Black America. More funding for Black entrepreneurs. Millions of new good-paying jobs. He's lowering the cost of medications and the cost of living. Joe Biden is delivering for us. And that's the facts.
4: On a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, we're gonna be talking about common sense. We think that people have it know how to use it, but it is something that people often have to learn. The truth is most of us are not born with it, and we need to teach common sense, embrace it, and give it to those who need it most, our kids. So I always tell teachers to listen out to what conversations the students are having about what they're getting from social media, and then let's get ahead of it and have the appropriate conversations with them. On a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, here at Black Star Network.
3: 0196. The cash app is Dollar Sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is Roland at RolandSMartin.com.
11: Me, Sherry Shebert. With Sammy Roman. I'm Dr. Robin B, pharmacist and fitness coach. And you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered.
3: look oh, like mediocre white men getting smacked down by sisters. That's what Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County DA did. Uh, she basically told Congressman Jim, Jim Jordan, Ohio, to kiss her ass. Last month, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, Judiciary Committee, uh, Jordan, Informed Willis by letter. He was launching an investigation into whether she coordinated with federal officials for the Trump indictment. You know, he's been kissing Trump's ass so much, uh, he probably is, has a brown face. Now, here are a few excerpts of Willis's nine page letter response to Jordan's request for documents. Quote, As you know, Chairman Jordan, the congressional power of inquiry is not unlimited. She then cites Watkins versus the United States. Congress is not a law enforcement or trial agency. That function is reserved only for the executive and judicial departments of the government. She then said your letter offends each and every one of these settled principles. Its obvious purpose is to obstruct a Georgia criminal proceeding and to advance outrageous partisan misrepresentations. As I make clear below, there is no justification in the Constitution of Congress uh, to interfere with a state criminal matter as you attempt to do. She then said the demands in your letter and your efforts at intruding upon the state of Georgia's criminal authority violate constitutional principles of federalism. Criminal prosecutions under state law are primarily the responsibility of state governments. Congress's lawful prerogative to interfere with states' administration of their criminal laws is extremely limited. She then said your attempt to invoke congressional authority to intrude upon and interfere with an active criminal case in Georgia is flagrantly at odds with the Constitution. The defendants in this case have been charged under state law with committing state crimes. There's absolutely no support for Congress purporting to second guess or somehow supervise an ongoing Georgia criminal investigation and prosecution. Ooh, this she said, Chairman Jordan, I tell people often deal with reality or reality will deal with you. It's time that you deal with some basic realities. A special purpose grand jury made up of everyday citizens investigated for 10 months and made recommendations to me. A further reality is that a grand jury of completely different Fulton County citizens found probable cause against the defendant named in the indictment for RICO violations and other felonies. Face this reality, Chairman Jordan. The select group of defendants who you fret over in my jurisdiction are like every other defendant entitled to no worse or better treatment than any other American citizen. Oh, she wasn't done. As it seems you have a personal interest in the Fulton County District Attorney's office, you should consider directing the US DOJ to investigate the racist threats that have come to my staff and me because of this investigation. For your information, I'm attaching 10 examples of threats this office has received. See exhibits F through O. I'm providing these examples to give you a window into what has happened to my staff and me as I keep the promise of my oath of the United States and, district and the Georgia constitutions and do not allow myself to be bullied and threatened by members of Congress, local elected officials, or others who believe Lady Justice should not be blind and that America has different laws for different citizens. That right there is a pimp slap, Lauren.
13: (laughs) Yeah, it sure is. It's the sort of idea that a lot of these congressional Republicans have, that they somehow can enter into any conversation about anything and have the authority to somehow rule over everybody else, even when they have absolutely no jurisdiction and no business being involved in what's going on. That's like some sort of... You know, weird throwback idea that Jim Jordan in particular has, if you remember he tried to interfere with Alvin Bragg in New York as well, that he has the right to somehow guide these people when they have these independent jobs that have absolutely nothing to do with him and have obviously more power than he has over these matters. Some of it is just pure PR. Some of it is to try to kiss the ass of Donald Trump in public, which is what they're perpetually doing, what, what MAGA Republicans in Congress are perpetually doing to impress Donald Trump. But some of it, I think, is the, is the illegitimate idea that they have in their head that they can interfere with anybody. And as we saw in Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin and Alabama, these Republicans, who, of course, uh, would appear to no longer believe in democracy, uh, think that they can just sort of lock in their power forever by just making a decision to lock in their power forever without the people involved, without voters involved, or any any anyone else. But, you know, Fannie Willis ended that conversation. She's going to continue to ignore him, because he should be ignored, and that's the way that'll play out. Uh, what you're dealing with here, Reese, is an arrogant uh, asshole
3: in Congressman Jim Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and again, these people will do whatever and say whatever to protect the Grand Dragon himself, the orange one.
11: Right. It's all kabuki theater. They don't have any power. And I'm glad that Bonnie Willis said, go to hell, bitch. You have no authority over here around these parts if you want to make yourself useful then why don't you investigate the actual crimes that are being committed against my office in terms of the threats and so jim jordan who has gotten away with heinous things himself is just doing nothing but uh, entertaining the base and further entrenching the republican party with donald trump the republican party is going all in on Trump at a time where they should be trying to bolster an alternative to him um, and that's just where they decided to throw their lot in but I am so glad that Bonnie Willis is not backing down she is not even showing them any kind of deference there's no sir this and and honorable this it's just kiss my black ass
9: and that should always be the response Greg yeah, you know, I will give credit to Fannie Willis. You know, I was having this conversation with students today, and we were talking about Fannie Willis in, 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 in Georgia and, you know, her use of RICO. You know, this is the first uh, big white fish in her scope, um, and students have some mixed opinions on that. But one thing is clear. She doesn't mix her words when she gives public statements. Oh, some of the bits that I particularly enjoyed in the nine-page letter, uh, when she 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 enumerates things that in direct response to him. And I love what she said when she got to Section 2C of her point-by-point uh, point refutation of her. She said, I'm going to give you an explanation of the basic obligations of a prosecutor. And the sentence she uses, she says, your letter makes it clear, Now, mind you, You know, Jim Jordan has a J.D. from Capitol Law School, which is down the street from where I went to law school at Ohio State. And he went to Ohio State, as uh, as Reese says, with a kind of checkered record there. But Fannie Willis says your letter makes it clear that you lack a basic understanding of the law, its practice (laughs) and the ethical obligations of attorneys generally and prosecutors specifically. Now, you saying it is a guy with a J.D. He said, you're makes it clear that you don't understand. And then at the end, she gives a whole section, that last couple of pages, she said, here's some productive activity that you might be able to <laughs> engage in. And then she enumerates what they do with the federal money, as you as you said, Roland. I mean, you, you, you're you processing back uh, rape kits. You're dealing with young people, trying to keep them out of the juvenile justice program. But the way she handled him was how you would talk to a child. And then and, and she did tell him to go to hell, and the kids said, hey, but the way she did it over nine pages, this is the Fonnie Willis that people in Atlanta know. It's just that they haven't always seen her train those guns on white people. And uh, Jim Jordan, how'd you like it, brother? How did you like it?
3: Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure um, uh, I, 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 that's what I want to ask the same of Pia Navarro. Of course, we've been showing you all the videos uh, of this white woman who's been trolling the hell out of P Navarro. Well, today, uh, he was convicted. Uh, he was convicted today Uh now, y'all, that's, that's yesterday's video, y'all. That's old. So he was convicted in uh, federal court uh, today. So this is what happened in court today. Go to my iPad. All right, let's get it up. So I, I'm telling you, I've been showing, this is the third time I'm showing this woman. I love the fact that she shows up, and every time that he goes before the cameras and he wants to pitch uh, his defense funds, she's right there. All right, y'all, check this out.
2: <laughs> I'm
7: sorry, we're going to listen to Peter Navarro
2: Here we are
8: with one of the most important constitutional separation of powers issues and people will not let me speak.
12: This is my first amendment right. This is what I'm
8: going to do now. Uh, is allow um, there's
12: cameras here. Sir, sir. The marshal sure. just saw You're you. The marshal just saw you. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're back back in trouble. Back 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 you just back 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 assaulted back. me. That That's man called just called assaulted me. me. He oh, you stuck a flagpole in between yeah, my yeah. legs. Don't yeah, to me. Don't touch I'll me.
8: Um,
12: there you go. All right, now they're calling to services. I was just assaulted. Look, if you got a No, I did it. Liar.
2: I can hold it anywhere I want.
12: This yeah. is public property. I want to press
8: charges. Let the I man talk. Charges. Are, you, are you interested in hearing no, him? Man, go ahead Go you ahead and to talk. You
12: know. you're you're on
2: you're on set I don't agree with some
10: NCD. of your TV. shit, but go ahead and talk. man. Go ahead and talk. Right? No,
2: right?
8: no, I didn't. No, I didn't.
10: Go ahead and talk, man. Go
2: yeah.
8: ahead. ahead. day for America, not because not um, they were guilty verdicts, because I can't come out and have an honest... I love how. Okay,
3: first of all, I need to roll back. Did, did, did the brother say I don't believe most of the shit you say? But go ahead and talk. Did he actually say that? Let, let me roll that back. Okay. Okay. Now uh, go. All right.
12: Look, if you got a liar.
2: I can hold it
12: anywhere I want. This yeah. is public property. It's assault. I want to press
2: charges. Let the I man
8: talk. Charges. Are, you, are you interested yeah, in hearing him? Go ahead. Peter. Go
10: you.
12: ahead
8: and talk.
3: I
10: don't at agree with some you of see. your shit, but go
8: ahead and talk.
3: <laughs> ahead and talk. <laughs> oh my God. Reese is like, I'll agree with some of
11: your shit, but go ahead and talk. You know what? Sometimes black people just let the Karens do the work okay right <laughs> i don't know why you got to come in there swooping with your save a white boy cape on with his
3: with his truth conductor sign uh, i don't know what that
11: said i, I couldn't read the sign but i didn't, no this, no, just, no go right here go to, go to my iPad.
3: the sign says stop hating each other because you disagree truth conductor boy bye
11: okay so you one of those okay that's fine i look Karen's for good, okay? I'm with homegirl. If you can get somebody locked up, if you can, you can weaponize those white tears towards white terrorists. I am on your side, home girl. I support you and your movement on white on white crime and gonna t- send them to jail. I want to know if she got her wish. Was the man arrested because he assaulted her? We all saw it. It was on camera. Okay,
3: she deserves justice. I mean, first of all, she's been amazing. I remember, y'all, this was the first one we showed right here. <laughs>
8: mm
6: mm-hmm.
8: stands inside. Thank you. Uh, WW... <laughs> w- <laughs> you gotta talk? Stop. <laughs> this is, um... This oh, is wow. what's wrong with America here. www.defendpeter.com. Ha, ha, ha,
10: <laughs> come on, my man, cut it out. Man, let the man talk, man. Let the man talk. Let him talk, man. <laughs> he has every right to talk. Come on, come on, don't Thank do that, man. man. Let the man talk, <laughs> talk. Let the man talk. Please play this
8: on your, let on him your talk. channels. Because this right? is just wrong. I'm trying to let speak about serious constitutional issues with you. Clown with a whistle, witch with a broom. You Martin go figure. So, uh, defendpeter.com. Please go there. Help support this <laughs> fight against uh, the attack on the separation of powers. These trials money, are very me expensive. using my
12: image to grip off me. Send me money. <laughs>
8: <laughs> these, uh, these trials are very expensive. That's part of the Democrats' lawfare <laughs> against us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, dude. Come on, dude.
12: Docs? Okay.
2: If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
8: Yeah, it's time to go. All right, we'll see you tomorrow uh, and hopefully <laughs> same time, same
12: place.
8: hopefully, free speech
3: recently, you were really enjoying that. Lauren, he talked about, oh. wit- talk about witch with a broom, and she was like, yeah,
13: whatever. Yeah, she just kept going. <laughs> I mean, she knows how to play the camera. She knows what to do to get a pretty good you know, clip going, and she must be out there, like, all the time. There's certain people who are at that courthouse all the time just sort of waiting for people to come out, and you can't really go in and do anything. You can't bring your cell phone in there, so she must be really... Staking him out, and nobody deserves it more than Peter Navarro, who's one of the most arrogant MAGA Trump uh, former staffers uh, that has been inside that courthouse.
3: Oh, I, I, I thought it was perfect. Uh, and again, he he was so upset, he was mad, upset. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all can now roll a video that we've initially had. This was this was actually yesterday. I just thought this was perfect.
8: Where's the CNN? CNN here? Is <laughs> CNN here? Anybody want to own okay, up to that? Here's the problem. Hero! Who's this? Come on. Bro, Come on, you're out. already Come facing on. charges. You're yeah, I get it. Go ahead and permit so, it. So, so... You can here this whole time. Situational. Yes, okay.
3: Why? Right? Yo, <laughs> oh! You're already facing charges. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
9: Man.
12: Guys! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh,
9: go ahead, go ahead, Greg. No, man. I, look, Ron. I mean, what you said earlier, I think Bear's underscoring now, particularly with that brother standing there. Man, We're go, faced... Go into the man talk. Man, go sit your ass down. I mean, but but, here, but here's the thing, though. What you said is so important. These white men, these white people generally, but especially these old white men. They they are they are working a long range plan to retain control of their little funky ass experiment called United States of America. Yep, they have thrown all the rules out. So ironically, the black man is the person who people black folk in this country are trained to to to, to look at as the model. There are rules. Let the man talk. First Amendment. The white woman is behaving ironically the same way in some ways as he is behaving there ain't no damn rules she got on shirt that says Witches be tripping, meaning what? You see the anarchist symbol there at the bottom. There ain't no damn rules. So she and Peter Navarro are kind of in the same vein. What? This black man over here, and I have, and again, I remind folks, I have no investment at all in this criminal enterprise. My ancestors were taken into it. Uh, my, my hope is that we will build something that can really be for human beings as this thing falls apart. They're playing for all the marbles now. You saw what DeSantis and, uh, and, and, and Vivek, uh, whatever his name is, or Swami or whatever his name is, is talking, let me not do that, Ramaswamy was saying about the Proud Boys, they said it was unfair, the sentencing was unfair. Steve Bannon is appealing his four-month sentence and six and a half thousand dollars. Certainly Navarro is going to do the same. As you said, Roland, they trying to take out Fannie Willis in Georgia. They trying to check out the judge on the Supreme Court, as we heard uh, Lawrence say in Wisconsin State Supreme Court. These white boys are playing for keeps. You see uh, this cretin, uh, what's this punk, the punk that was in the White House with the bald head, Steve, whatever his name Steven is. Stephen Miller. Steve, yeah, they, they, they are now moving and in bloom into attacking people who are hiring folks with affirmative action. They have taken out all the stops. Oh yeah. Now, and for us to celebrate what that white woman is doing, and I'm right with you, I'm laughing too, it's underscoring a very important point. There are no Rule. Right. And see my whole deal is they they hound,
3: you hound. In fact, here's another angle, uh, uh there's another angle of the video. Navarro was just really upset. I love this and watch. You're doing sir. We,
12: we appreciate
8: uh, the justice you're getting to this country. I think what this is kind of the important Kind of, kind of debate where, and look see she's trying to block the flag yep. okay this is the problem we have in america like she's she's a boss you know it's fine she's expressing <laughs> At least you a point of view. she's you. got a megaphone to, to disrupt yep. but when it comes time see, see
13: here's my whole deal see here's why here's why i think you. you
3: have to do this here see you can't play nice with these people So I'm perfectly fine with the signs, the whistle, interrupting the ass. Like, these are the same assholes y'all remember. When Obama was speaking before Congress, State of the Union, and then that fool from South Carolina yelled out, you lie. Then you had Marjorie Taylor Greene and all those fools acting. You cannot—and again, this is the mistake a lot of Democrats make— they want to play nice, they believe no hear the right things. I know Michelle Obama said when they go, when they go low, we go high. Damn that, Reese. When they go low, hit their ass in the knee, and they hit you in the <laughs> shin, bust their ass in the ankles, they hit you in the ankles, hit them in the bottom of their feet.
11: <laughs> Point blank and the period. Like fuck civility. This is the same motherfucker who sat up there and orchestrated what they call the green bay sweep to essentially overturned the election and disenfranchised 81 million Americans, 8 million which more, voted for Biden over Trump. And so he can kiss my whole ass sitting up there trying to appeal to civility and my rights and freedom of speech, and this is what's wrong with the country. What's wrong with the country is that these are the only charges that you've been convicted of. Your ass needs to be up in jail. You need to be down there with the Rico charges. You need to be up in there with Enrico Tarrio and all these other motherfuckers because your ass tried to steal the election, too. The only difference was you are not in the actual halls of Congress while the steal was attempted to happen. And so it's the audacity of him to sit up here and act indignant as though he's the one who's being wrong when he shamelessly and brazenly tried to steal an election. And so I don't normally cheer white girls too much, but good on you, white girl, for doing what you need to be doing. I hope you can get more of your sister in over to our side and stop siding with them damn white nationalist Republican devils and go on ahead and let's try to get some more people <laughs> elected in 2022, or 2024 rather, so we ain't got to deal with the Peter Navarro's and the Trump's and the Sanders and none of these motherfuckers again for a while. I
3: mean, mm-hmm. look, look, the, the thing here, um, uh, Lauren, and we're gonna talk about it more in depth tomorrow, but you had a white woman in Tennessee who sued this, the 8 a program. The Washington Post has a story. And the judge ruled in her favor. And she, now mind you, this white woman started a business, got a, got a $20,000 loan from her daddy, eventually got a half a million dollars in loan from her daddy. This is a privileged white woman. She then got two federal contracts totaling $3.8 million through a women's program, but then has trifling ass, sued the 8A program by saying, oh, I couldn't apply because uh, I, I'm not uh, a disadvantage uh, by race. And so now this has upended the 8A program. Now, let's keep in mind, the federal government spends $560 billion a year on contracts. Hmm. Black people have gotten 1. Six, seven percent of the federal contracts, most through the 8A program. Okay? But see, these white folks want to go after everything. And I kept warning people that this is what they're going to do. This is a moment where we must be in a fight mode. They look, we talked about CRT, books, we talked about affirmative action in college. They want to go after anything that has actually helped black people, other minorities. And I said to the, to the, uh, the business council in Milwaukee, I said, now is the time to see whether real allies are going to step up. Let's now see yep. if big business is going to say, hell no, we're doing this because it's right. You got to bring the same level of energy to these assholes, and, I, and you got to get in their fights face, you got to sit here and go at them. I I, I ain't conceding I ain't an inch to these devils. <laughs> not an
12: inch.
13: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, there's a lot to say about that. We're basically dealing with a bunch of people who are, their core strategy really is lying, because lying works. And lying particularly works when you have a press corps that wants to both sides everything and stick to objectivity and not state. And want uh, to play nice. Life. Right. Yeah. It's worse than not wanting to play nice. It is actually not wanting to report, quote, a both sides objective framework and not call a thing a thing and a lie a lie. We sat here with the first two years of Donald Trump, 2016, 2017, not, you know, going, being wrapped around the axle of not wanting to call him the liar that he was with regard to uh, President Obama's birth certificate. Uh, And and they reported it as if it was just news because he was saying it. But when a political party is dedicated to lying and they convince a sizable amount of people that an election was stolen such that we're changing laws over it and getting people to believe that— and lying is a strategy. You've got to be playing on a different strategic level when that starts to happen. Right. Because y- you can't even in. try to sit here
3: and try to be okay. Here's a perfect example. Uh, 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 Media Hassan interviewed at full Vivek, idiot, and and he was he was he was jamming them up. You say you And he was catching him in lies. He was catching him in lies, lie to lie, and he was very aggressive with the questioning. But I'm still my whole deal was, dog, call that thing a thing. This is what this is what you're talking about in terms of how mainstream media sort of plays this. And and, and media is far more aggressive than most of these people out here. But again you got to call this stuff what it is. Watch this, we're we'll
5: going to come back. Anti-identity politics, yeah. anti-affirmative action in a party that hates the Soros name, yet you accepted a Paul and Daisy Soros scholarship at law school, the law school that was specifically set up for the children of immigrants. It was an affirmative action scholarship, and your defense for that is that you didn't have the money to pay for law school, even though you'd already made over a million dollars at the time and made my, my another $2 million. Is, my defense of that you is if somebody you gives you a money. merit scholarship at the age of 24, you no, take you're it. Told at right the age of, 20 channel, of 24, somebody gives you a merit scholarship, you take it. I didn't say I didn't have the money. I said at a time when I had a lot less money than now, fifty thousand no, dollars. You said, you said exactly. Still I didn't have the money to make. You keep forgetting your quote. You said when yeah, I didn't well, have the money. So, so, Maddie, I've made this really easy for everybody, and, and I did this yeah. in the early weeks of the campaign. Yeah. I released twenty years of tax returns. Yes, you something did. Something that no presidential candidate, let alone somebody who's successful in business, has done. I challenged yes, Democrats and Republicans alike, and I, and including the Biden them. family, to do it. And, we and, looked and to you them know what? I, re- I released it so that you could look at them so we can have Thank an honest so much. conversation. Thank you I appreciate that. The fun thing make, I've learned... I do appreciate that. Is yes, something and, and, and I think that transparency you. is important. Look, so it's, here's two, so it's we have open and everybody can and see and it. Exactly. We have 2009 and the fact and of the matter is, you know what I would advise every 24-year-old
2: should take 2009 and
5: 2010, you made $750,000. You had the money to pay for law school. You didn't need a Soros Affirmative Action scholarship that you now criticize. I mean... None of this is worthy, but if you think it is, let's get to the detail. That was well, actually the I, I first big piece of money. You're anti-affirmative I got you. Well, you took
2: a scholarship for immigrants. I'm anti-affirmative action.
5: So why did you take a scholarship so which, for the children of immigrants? W- which falsehood would you like me to address? The financial one, or the or the one about my views on did, affirmative action? Because I can go in you whichever not, order you you you'd like. Did you make seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Not at, not at the time that I had applied for the scholarship yes, that fall. Yes, you that did. December. Yes, you did, on Decemb- This, Meddy, is, this is awkward for you because believe you me, did. Dis- I've got the tax returns from no, my face. No, it's not awkward for you. All yes, right, on December 31st, when the application for the scholarship was that October. Medi, you're wasting your time on childish details in October details of that year when, when I applied for that scholarship. See,
3: so now, now again, I, I thought, look, Mehdi had the receipts. But to Lauren's point, this is what this is. This is what you do. This is what you say. Vivek, here your tax returns. You're lying. You are a liar. You're, yeah. you, you're lying right now. You lied during the debate, and you're likely going to lie tomorrow. So can, how in the world can somebody trust you? You're a liar. So you're Donald Trump-like. You are a
13: liar. These are the facts. See? See, the, he knows. See, See, the thing is, people like Vivek, Donald Trump, They know that the media will broadcast anything that they say without questioning it, right? That's what we had on CNN right before Chris Lick got fired. They let Donald Trump sit there and lie all night. Did she push back a little bit? Sure, she pushed back. But you know what he's going to do. But Vivek Ramaswamy knew. He knew, I'm going to get attention if I run my mouth, if I run my mouth reckless— DeSantis does the same thing. The media has to get smarter in dealing with these people, with these demagogues who are lying, lying their way into fascism and killing our democracy is what they're doing. And the media is sitting there just reporting what they say without checking anything. Mehdi Hassan is one of the rare examples who actually does that type of thing. And of course Vivek Ramaswamy, who, by the way, keeps getting interview after interview for some idiot reason that I—this is the other thing. Why are they platforming Vivek Ramaswamy? Right. Why are we seeing I, him I, here, on a show I'll answer. I'll
3: answer. Because of exactly what you saw. And see, this is the problem. This is the problem with mainstream white media. They know he's going to lie. They know right. he's incendiary. They know he's going to sit here and make up bullshit. And they're right. like, let's go for the viral moment. Let me tell you something right now. Vivek's right. people have been emailing us... Uh, right. th- who did they hit, Carol? They've been emailing us, trying to get him on his sh- on this show. No, I'm I don't. And people like, oh man, you should go, Roland Martin. I'm not talking his punk ass. He's a liar. He's right. a flat out liar. I'm not talking his ass. Somebody, they were like, Roland, you should get uh, RFK on. Why? He lies. Both of these people, they've, they've actually read quotes back to them. Uh, no, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. And so, I'm right. sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do a lot. So the reason I love that white woman with the sign, cause she's like, "Yep, he full of shit. Blow the whistle," and it's like, "No, I'm not gonna let you." Stand before the camera talking talk about how this is a right. grave constitutional crisis and how this should go to the Supreme Court. No, this is what happens. This is what... Ha- it's sort of, go, go, give me a wide shot, Henry. It's sort of like, imagine an Eddie Murphy skit when they go, lie la, 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 you full of shit, you full of shit, you lying. That's what you got to do. There's no other way to deal with these people. You have to do that. And that's why when I busted Chris Christie in his mouth on the ABC... Because I remember in 2017, I went on This Week and I said, Donald Trump's a liar. I was kind of like, oh, I'm like, can y'all stop playing? The man's a liar. Can y'all say it? And I'll never forget, Greg. They were like, well, no, no, no. I remember Judy Woodruff and Jake Tapper. They were like, no, no. So we can't use the word liar because the order to use the word lie. We have to know that was their intent from the beginning. That's the intent to lie. Yeah, And they want you to run their bullshit, and that's all they want. They want the media hit to go raise some more damn money. That's where you got to say, nah, I'm not putting your lying ass on.
8: Now that's true.
9: I mean, and an additional problem, perhaps the problem for us, is that we want that too. This is all, you know, the reason why it's called news entertainment media like you said, this is, you know, and Lauren just laid out that both sides they're looking for eyeballs. And yeah. if you have Ramaswamy on there, if you were to have Tim Scott on, if you would have Nikki Haley, if you have any of those people running and eviscerate them, I think, sadly, it might penetrate differently. Uh, than if you would not to have them on at all, simply because our people have been trained uh, through this ridiculous swamp of social media, as Rezi has been trying to help us understand for a very long time now, have been trained to go for the spectacle. Dismembering mm-hmm. him in the space might actually have some penetrating impact. I mean, we're in a situation now where, as you say, there are no rules and all gloves are off. If uh, the Democrats win the presidential election, these white nationalists have let you know that they don't give a damn. This looks more like the 1850s than it does the 1950s. In other words, they are going to fight a civil war until they win or they break the thing. If Donald Trump or the Republicans win, then we know what we are in for. Clarence Thomas may retire, and they may try to even expand the Supreme Court because there are no rules. We are now in a point where we are past the event horizon of what's going to happen if they ever get any momentum. They not only have momentum now, they have embraced the fact that it's either going to be re-ruled or we ruin. That's it. Mm. So now we've got to figure out how we respond. Now I'm all with you. Let's go all in. But if we're gonna go all in, we got to go all in. So here's here's my here's my deal.
3: Uh, my my deal here. Um, um, uh, Reesey. First of all, his ass has six percent. I ain't talking to nobody at six percent. Right. right. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I don't care how many times Mary Ann Williamson's people email us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I ain't talking to Marianne Williamson because she's not a real candidate. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. y'all. Now, we can sit here and go, oh, no, but, well, a person, they, they, they that's how they get a shot. They ain't real. Okay? Yeah. I ain't real. <laughs> so I ain't talking to Vivek. What he's doing he is trying to sell books. He wants attention. Now, if he get 15, to 18, 20, and become all of a sudden real candid, fine. I'm going to talk to your ass. Then I'm going to cut you to the white meat. Because, see, oh, right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say, no, your, I'm going to say, your ass lying. <laughs> right. And then I'm going to say, listen, Vivette, Roland can't get fired like Don Lemon.
9: No question. No question.
3: Oh, yeah, See, for sure. That, that's the deal. I'm going to say you're lying. I'm going to call you out. Look, listen, y'all. September 19th is the, is the two-year anniversary last time I was on This Week. You know why they called me back? Because I told Sarah and Chris, both of y'all are the reason that Donald Trump got in, because y'all chose to work for him. This, this whole system, this whole bullshit media system... Is that they don't like being confronted with their lies. That's the reason why Fox News punk asses won't call me. Here's a perfect example. Now me put this together. This is the kind of this is the biz that they do if they don't like getting called on. But why you gotta learn to say, no, you are a lying
12: hypocrite. Watch this. We cannot have a country led by a
13: president subject to ongoing criminal investigations, potential indictments, and never-ending hearings. The RICO statute, that's just theater. That's just a bunch of theater in the midst of uh, politics and, and a legal thing.
6: Hillary Clinton could be sworn into office while still being under investigation from the FBI, which would then put this country into a major constitutional crisis. This will be nothing other than a show indictment to cover their overtly political, never-ending persecution of any and all things Donald J. Trump. She's under FBI investigation less than two weeks before the presidential election.
5: Holy smokes.
6: Yes, Donald Trump is a flawed man, but his sins are minor compared to those of his persecutors.
2: The American people are about to have a candidate who is clearly going to be under criminal investigation for the entire first and second year of her presidency. All these indictments are about politics. Not a single one of them is about the law. See,
3: this, that's where, again, if I'm going on, it be like, here, uh, Sean, on this date, your ass said this. Now mm-hmm. you're saying something 180 degrees different. I'm sorry, what's the difference? See, you got to, you got to check their ass in the moment. But the rest of these people want to play nice because they're trying to book them again. They're trying to come back on again. And they have no problem trying to, well, well, no. I, I think it's important for us to hear both sides. It's not important for me to hear your ass lie right and somebody has to be willing to say yo ass lying
13: well they're making Uh money off of it they're making money off of it i mean we we learned that again with donald trump and cnn in 2016. cnn was making money off of the ratings of him standing up there and creating the spectacle that was getting clicks all over the place and getting viewership and as long as you have that marriage between the clicks to the website, the clicks to the ads, and the spectacle, you will get the spectacle. On top of that, particularly for politicians, you can lie about politicians because of Time Sullivan and the Malice Standard. You can lie about politicians all day and all night, create a spectacle, create clicks to the website, and get away with it. There is no legal recourse. I don't care what anybody says. There's no legal recourse for an elected official who is slandered or defamed by somebody on TV? Dominion voting machines. There was. There was. They're not an elected official, so they sued Fox and they won on defamation. But for elected officials, anybody can say anything. That's why these guys, Vivek, Donald Trump. They know I'm getting publicity, I'm getting my lies out. If you're gonna air me and put me in front of millions of people, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna get on there and I'm gonna keep lying. And that's what they do. And the media is stupid for allowing that continuously to happen.
3: And, and Racy, what has to happen between now and next year, every time they lie, they must meet a haymaker. Not a jab, not a little tap. They need to be
2: Perfect home, sweet home. Punched in the face repeatedly.
11: Yeah, but don't hold your breath for that one. Okay, every outlet is not a Roland Martin unfiltered, and the reality is these people feel comfortable going on these shows because they know that there's only so much pushback. They know that they can filibuster and overtalk. Um, and 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 right. still get their highlight reel. And to the extent that they are challenged, they look at it as oh, the 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 the, the biased liberal media, and they use it as a fundraising call. But the reality is that this kinds of uh, stuff from Vivek is not doing him any favors. Um, he has been polling third, but you know after the debate, his favorable his unfavorable shot up. White people don't like getting too mouthy with people all the time. You know what I'm saying? So some <laughs> of it might be for a while. But I think it's starting to wear a little thin on them, so I expect that he will flame out very soon. My only disappointment is that he's such a buffoon that uh, I think that he, he 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 really stains the entire party um, with his buffoonery to the extent that if he does drop out, it will almost make other people seem normal, and they are just as dangerous— as he is, even if they don't have the same level of spectacle.
3: So, so, so here's this is the final comment. I'll comment this and go to Greg to closes out. And then we'll go to a break. So, so here's what I mean when I say you got to punch them in the mouth. I'm not just talking about when they're on television and when they're doing interviews. What I'm talking about is everywhere. Oh, so y'all were a little upset when a couple of new Black Panthers stood outside of a polling location. Oh, so now y'all want to change the rules to where your little little poll watchers can now just roll up on folks and listen in on conversations. Okay, I'm just waiting for the group to say we're going to recruit 5,000 black folks nationally to roll up in white polling booths. And white polling locations, in uh, red polling locations. And for them to freak the hell out when they, when they see 10, 20 black men rolling up uh, into a, as, as poll watchers. See, every time they have one of these news conferences, it needs to be folks with their standing behind there with signs and blowing whistles and driving their ass crazy. Because see, what the Ed Blooms are doing with these lawsuits, what they are essentially doing is they're harassing black America. That's what mm-hmm. they're doing. And what I'm saying is, uh, as you know, Greg, I'm allowed to say, you gotta break their backs. This is not the time for us to be nice. Listen, I, agree. I am not... The reason that Montgomery brawl resonated when that brother picked the chair up and knocked the shit out of homegirl, because they said, <laughs> they said, we tied. I'm telling you, there needs to be some proverbial uh, ch- uh you know folding chair pickups and everything because I keep warning our people all y'all watching right now I'm, I'm trying to explain to y'all what they have in store they are They're literally doing it they are I need mean, people need to understand something, Greg these people right now in this city, so everybody who is watching, two blocks that way is the White House yeah. About 10 blocks that way is the Heritage Foundation. Mm. And you know what these folks are doing? They are meeting, and they are planning, and they are looking at what Trump did those four years. And they have already created a massive plan to take over every facet there will be no separation there will be no walls it won't be all political appointees and then uh uh, uh folks uh you know who, who worked for a long time no they literally have already said we are going to fire people who disagree with us politically they are pl- they they have got y'all y'all understand all your people who are watching and listening they literally have just maps and charts and white papers saying, we're going to fire tens of thousands of federal workers who do not agree with our ideology. Mm -hmm. That's their plan. They want to put the control of the FCC in the White House. Uh, Donald Trump has said, I am going to use the IRS and the Department of Justice to go after my political opponents. So some of us can sit here and play around. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you right now, if the Republicans, they already got control of the House, if they keep the House and they get the Senate and they get the White House, mark my word, on September 7th at 7.35 PM Eastern, what this panel said. So I don't want to hear nobody saying, Greg, I can't believe what's happened because we uh, told y'all asses what they were going to do. Greg, go ahead.
9: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I really don't care. I'm not in the kind of I told you so person. Because I am.
3: I'm petty
9: like that. I know, I know, <laughs> I know but I mean... I'm, but ki- I mean I'm, king, I'm king petty. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not pettiness, man. I mean, part of it, I think, is just, uh, I don't want to say frustration, but, you know, it's a situation where we've seen this before. We are in uncharted territory, but we're also not. Go back Mm. through the history of this funky place and see where there have been spikes in moments of open violence. I keep referring to the 1850s, but you can come to the 1920s and 30s and the huge anti-Catholic movement when they were still forming whiteness. You can see the attack on the Japanese and others. These moments come just before inflection points, and they've been building this inflection point since the 1960s. They finally have their numbers straight. It really doesn't matter in some ways whether the Democrats win or lose the White House in with regard to these white nationalists. All the pretenses have been dropped. And when we start talking about taking a folding chair to people, I'm all for it, but my thing is that means we're going to have to do it. Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, for example, gets no credit. For saying anything mm-hmm. about Bonnie Willis. Why? You, you sir, are white nationalists. You purged hundreds of thousands of black people up and you stole an election from Stacey Abrams. You, sir, get no credit. See, our problem is when somebody white acts like they got a little bit of sense relative to a nut, the way Reese just said, we say, well, they sound a little... Bit. Nikki Haley is insane. Understand that she is polling neck and neck or a little bit above Joe Biden if you put her in a matchup because people might say, well, Vivek is crazy and we don't want Donald Trump. So Nikki Haley seems like, no, 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 no. you got to take the proverbial, the metaphorical white chair to all of these white nationalists. And there can't be any moment-by-moment peace. When you see somebody like Joe and Mika on Morning Joe, you know what you're looking at? You're looking at their friends. So this tech t- mm. oh, what's going on now? No, hell no. Y'all guilty too. You platform these people. Yep. These Boys gonna run it till the wheels fall off. And my question to everybody now watching this and the people who need to spread this is this: Will you support a place that is going to speak truth to power, or are you just gonna be alone for the ride? Because understand, if they get back in power, you better get the strap. And if they don't get back in power, you better get the strap. Because in America, you can kill a black woman or black man in the street and have nothing to do with it. You can kill them in jail, you can kill them in the dollar store, you can ride up in mm. their college, you can slap them around in. The par- Nobody get in trouble, so it's already happened. The only question is, when are we gonna get off the mat?
3: And just in mm. case, and just in case y'all thought what Greg said, well, y'all must have made you went too far. Mm. I'm gonna go to break. This is Mike Huckabee, and this is what
2: this Yahoo said just the other day. Do you know how political opponents to those in power are dealt with in third world dictatorships, banana republics, and communist regimes? Well, it's simple. People in power use their police agencies to arrest their opponents for made up crimes in an attempt to discredit them, bankrupt them, imprison them, exile them, or all of the above. And if you're not paying attention, you may not realize that Joe Biden is using exactly those tactics to make sure that Donald Trump is not his opponent in 2024. Here's the problem: If these tactics end up working to keep Trump from winning or even running in 2024, it is going to be the last American election that will be decided by ballots rather than bullets. Do you know how political opponents to those in power Uh are dealt with in
3: third? Now, but no, no, go back full screen. I want y'all to show y'all where this aired. Mm. World dictatorship. Look at at that. Look at that top right, left-hand corner. That was on TBN. Mm. The Trended broadcasting network, Mike Huckabee was talking to those white evangelicals, and it's a whole bunch of black people who also yes. watch and support TBN. That's See, right. y'all need to understand. Remember when Daystar? Remember when Daystar also um, uh, tripped out and they and they edited uh, one of uh, my pastor's sermons, Ralph West, uh, for some political comments that he made, and he was critical. Uh, and he went off on them for doing so. This is what they're also doing. They're even using those Christian TV networks to drive their Christian fundamentalist agenda. Y'all, don't sit here... And, oh, and I just told y'all, the rich white guy out of New Detroit, Kevin Adele, who owns the Word Network, who had that black radio station in Detroit, hmm. 50,000 watts, what did he do? Just flipped it to a right-wing radio uh, format featuring Glenn Beck, Clay Travis, and Buck Sexton. <laughs> Making money off black folks with the word network, but then now trying to do right-wing radio. I'm trying to tell y'all, don't give these folks an inch. Going to Brett, break, we're gonna come back, we're gonna talk to a um, lawyer. How the hell does a judge have him show up in chains? for a civil suit. He'll explain next, right here in Roller Martin Unfiltered. You're watching us right now, folks. Support us in what we do. Uh, Your dollars are critically important. The work that we do, folks, uh, it's not easy. You got a lot. Let me tell y'all right now, there are advertisers, they tell, they tell us, oh, we brand safe, brand safe. So we don't want our, ad, our, our, our ads running uh, in news and opinion shows, yet I see the ads on Fox News. Yep. All the time. So when you give, you are keeping this show and other shows on the Black Star Network on the air. So send your check to Black Star Network, PO Box 57196, Washington, D.C. 20037 0196. Cash App is dollar sign RM unfiltered, PayPal R Martin unfiltered, Venmo is RM unfiltered, Zell, rolling at RolandSMartin.com, Roland at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, Please, folks, uh, again, we we are about $400,000 behind uh, our goal. The goal is to get 20,000 of our fans contributing, on average, 50 bucks each. That's $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. I totally understand those who cannot give that. So many people have given less, but people have given more as well. And so your donations are critical to us being able to do this work, staying independent and free, being able to speak the truth that is necessary. And so, please, that's the way for you to give Download the black star network app apple phone android phone apple tv android tv roku amazon fire tv xbox one samsung smart tv and be sure to get a copy of my book white fear how the Browning of america is making white folks lose their minds proceeds go right back into the show and so you can get that books bookstores across the country bon Noble, amazon you can also get the audio version on audible we'll be right back
12: Next, right here on The Frequency, the woman they call the gifted eye, hip-hop celebrity photographer, Corey Soldier. She's the master storyteller that captured the history of hip-hop through the lens of her camera. Tupac comes out, the next thing you know, you didn't know who they were at first. You just seen all these dudes just come rushing the stage. (laughs) Then you realize, Biggie gets a bottle of champagne, he pops it open, sprays it on the crowd, he drinks the bottle. Hoy Soldier, the hip hop celebrity photographer, joining me right here in the next episode of The Frequency on the Black Star Network.
9: Next on The Black Tape with me, Greg Carr. What do Deion Sanders, a lawnmower, and the phenomenon of invisible labor all have in common? They're all now part of, shall we say, a colorful lore at our historically black colleges and universities. Our Master Educator Roundtable convenes to explain it all as we explore the good, the bad, and the downright
0: ugly.
2: perfect home sweet home
9: of one of black america's national treasures that's next on the black table right here on the black star network
12: on the next get wealthy with me deborah owens america's wealth coach black women are starting businesses at the fastest rate than any other segment however finding the funding to build them is challenging On our next Gift Wealthy, we're going to talk with author Catherine Finney, who wrote the book, Build the Damn Thing. And she's going to be sharing exactly what we need to do to achieve success in spite of the odds. As an entrepreneur of color, it's first building your personal advisory board. I think that's one of the things that's helped me the most. The personal advisory board of the people who are in the business of you personally and want to see you succeed that's right here on get wealthy only on Black star Network
14: hey it's John Murray the executive producer of the new Sherry Shepherd talk show this is your boy earthquake and you're tuning in to Roland Martin unfiltered
3: A black Pittsburgh lawyer and former NFL player says he was arrested, dragged into an Allegheny County courtroom in shackles, given 15 minutes to negotiate a civil lawsuit to regain his freedom. When Walter Bernard did not comply with the judge's wishes, he was arrested again and forced to appear in court to argue the same civil case on August 9th and this time stayed in jail for nearly three weeks. Bernard has filed a federal lawsuit against Allegheny County Common Police Court Judge Philip uh, A. Uh, Ignelzi for multiple civil rights violations. Walter Bernard joins us right now from Pittsburgh. Glad to have you here. So, what
7: the hell? Well, first of all, what, 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 what was the civil case? Yeah, so uh, just to give you a little bit of background, the, the case was about um, my brother, who's also my business partner. We had opened an escape room. And uh, Escape Room was like a a place where families could come, enjoy uh, different activities for the weekend. um, We did corporate events. Uh, We were very active in the community. Uh, The way that our business ran, it was designed uh, where it required certain automation. So we needed a minimum of four people to operate the uh, the different activities. Uh, COVID happened. And when COVID happened, we were shut down. The governor put a, a governor of Pennsylvania put in a mandate that required businesses to not operate. If we were to operate, we would be fined uh, $10,000, I believe. And there was a clause in our lease agreement. A lot of attorneys refer to it as a, a force majeure clause. The clause allowed us to uh, abate the rent. Abate the rent just means. Um, we weren't, we weren't uh, required to pay the rent as long as we were shut down. So we, we desired to exercise that clause. The landlord said he wasn't going to recognize that clause. And he threatened that he was going to sue us, uh, which he ultimately did. He said, you have two options. You can either pay—continue paying the rent, even though you're shut down— uh, or uh, you're going to terminate the lease. Uh, at that point, we went and we sought uh, a commercial real estate attorney, and he argued that the ability to um, to operate our business it, there was it was impossible because we were shut down. So uh, landlord goes and he says, "All right, well, uh, does that mean you're going to terminate the lease?" Our landlord sent, uh, uh, sorry, our uh, our attorney at the time sent the landlord a notice and said because you're not going to uh, basically ex- exercise or follow and adhere to the terms of the lease uh, we're just going to we, we want to terminate it we never heard back from the landlord um next thing we know we get filed uh, a lawsuit for possession of the premises and for uh, money damages uh, the lease h- also h- contained- how much how much so- they, how much were they trying to recoup they were trying to recoup $100,000 because the lease contained an acceleration clause.
14: OK, but, so but, but, but we what, were...
7: what, what, what I'm confused
3: by, what I'm confused by is, how does a judge order you to settle a suit and then have you arrested in, in shackles in a civil case? Have I've never heard. Of a judge doing this in a civil case.
7: Yeah, so so that's puzzling a lot of experts. Um, what ultimately happened is they sued us uh, for an acceleration. The the lease also contained an acceleration clause. So the original judge of the case says a uh, hundred thousand dollars for the plaintiff landlord, and with that being said. He also stated that we were to be credited because w- the, reason, the reason why we vacated the premises was because while we were shut down, the landlord came and stole thousands of dollars I got it. of our items. I, 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 he I, came I, in and stole from us. I,
3: I, 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 I understand in terms of you know, the, the ups and downs of it. But here's what I'm trying to understand. First of all, okay. was, was there an ongoing
7: trial? N- there was not an ongoing trial. It was what, it was it was just a lawsuit. Happen- yes. Yes, it was a lawsuit. What what, what happened was the the, the judge Ignazi, he was not the original judge of the case. The original judge of the case said, I retain exclusive jurisdiction of the case, meaning he oversees all matters of the right, case. Right. There were still underlying issues that need to be settled. And Ignazzi jumps in as another judge and he listens to the, he listens to the wait uh, wait wait wait, player, wait, wait, start, wait 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 so one judge
3: one, one judge is assigned this case correct and y'all were dealing with that judge correct then all of a sudden this dude jumps in and then orders you like so like, like literally did he send sheriff's deputies to come get you? Where where did you where were you? Were you arrested?
7: What what happened? Yes. So he jumps in the case. Um he he tells, he says that uh he jumps in a case when this matter was actually before the appellate court and he did not have jurisdiction. Um it was appealed this this matter, and so what happens when a case is appealed? It takes away jurisdiction from the child court. Yeah, I mean, when, when the case is appealed, when the case is appealed, it's down at the appellate court. Right. Right. So, so, so this,
3: so this dude, answers. so this dude jumps in. I'm trying to understand. Did where, where were you? Did, did, did they come and arrest you somewhere? Where were you?
7: Right. So I was, in, I was in my home. And uh was this weekday came, weekend? Weekday weekend? This was May 3rd, I believe was uh I, I believe it was a Wednesday. Okay, so yeah, so
3: Wednesday. so so you at the house, all of a sudden, yeah. what? Sheriff's deputy show up saying, "We got a arrest warrant for
8: you?"
7: No. They uh they knocked on my door. I uh, would continue to knock. Uh I I I have dogs. They the dogs started going crazy and they they wouldn't. They were relentless. They were talking to neighbors. Uh, it wasn't until they called me on the phone. A detective leaves a message on my voicemail, uh, which I still have, and he says, "You need to come to the door. Uh, you're not in trouble. The sheriff just wants to see you. But if you don't come to the door, he said that you're, the situation is going to get worse." Okay. So you. And so so you.
3: So you. Right. So wait a minute, hold up. So you. So do they?
7: Do they eventually arrest you? Yes. They they arrest me uh under the legal definition of arrest. Uh I was I was not free to go anywhere. Once right, I right. But
3: what I'm saying is, but what happened? How did you how did you get in the shackles and then go into the courtroom? How did that happen?
7: I was required to get into the sheriff's vehicle. Got it. They they drive me down to the courthouse. Got it. And they throw me in a holding cell and I was required to... I, I couldn't get out of the holding cell. Right. And then when I was summoned by the judge, that's when they shackled me and brought me before the judge while wearing shackles. So, and you go before the judge and the
3: judge tells you, you got fi- you got 15 minutes to settle this lawsuit.
7: or I'm going to keep you in jail. Yeah. So what he said was... He had, he had previously um, put in an order... And the order, if you look at the plain language of the order, it actually did not have, uh, it did not require us to do anything. So when, he, when I first walked into the uh, courtroom, he asked me, he says, why did you disobey my order? I said, I did not disobey your order. So he said, all right, here's what we're going to do. He says, you have 15 minutes or less. He says, uh, you're either going to settle this case. That's option one. He said option two is the financial documents, your personal brokerage accounts, federal tax returns, you're going to turn those over and you have to make the decision in 15 minutes. and if you don't, I'm going to finish processing you in, in jail. you're going to get fingerprinted and you're going to, you're not going to get out until uh, you comply. And what, And what then and happens and what then, and that then happens and you spend you spend three weeks in jail. No, no. So that, this was the first time. So what, what ends up happening is he goes back to his uh, his chambers. I call him back and I say my client is not here, so I can't I can't do option one because there's a dispute currently as to the numbers. And I said, under the uh, professional ethic rules, I cannot accept uh, a settlement without even speaking to my client. We had no idea. That this hearing was going on, you gave me no notice, no opportunity. You you pulled me out of the house, so I can't choose option one. Then well, he says, "What? What? What? Go ahead. what, what I, here's what I'm trying to understand. What I'm trying to
3: understand is, one, um, has anyone have you filed a complaint, a judicial complaint against this judge for overstepping his bounds? Two, did the origin did the judge who was overseeing the case? Has he said anything about this guy stepping in and just assuming control of this?
7: Uh, so that's your question. Uh, yes, there was a, uh, there there was a grievance filed um, uh, by myself against the judge. Got it. He also filed one against me um, and the original judge did not step in. Um, what ended up happening the rest of the day is I said, I have to pick option two, and he gave me uh, interrogatories, which are formal legal questions provided by uh, opposing counsel. Opposing counsel uh, starts asking me questions. When I try to object, the judge threatens me. You're not allowed (laughs) to object. If you continue to object, I'm gonna put you in jail. So I'm answering these questions uh, under duress. I don't have. Uh, documents he's asking me about and you and you, stuff that i felt and questions
3: questions right. persists and you eventually get put in jail
7: so uh, No, no no, no. So, so 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 he so he lets me go but he to, he tells me that i have uh 10 days to produce uh to produce the documents okay so, this so, so, so that, this
3: so this happened in may this happened in may
7: yes okay this happened yes. in may all right
3: so you file a lawsuit Okay, where where does the case say that First of all, has the appellate has the appellate court ruled on this case?
7: So what what end up happening is he uh, the the appellate court end up quashing the appeal. They never end up ruling on the um, the matter that was on appeal. However, while it was on appeal, he issues a contempt order against me. Wow, uh, when he didn't have. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Wow. I mean, I'm just trying to understand. I, 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 I've never heard of,
3: uh, again a, 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 a case waiting a pillow decision and the judge stepping in here. Uh, I got about I got about, about 60 seconds left. I got to ask you this question here. All right. So you filed a lawsuit. Yeah, you, you,
7: you filed it against this judge. Yes, I filed I filed it against this judge. But um, while the lawsuit was pending, he comes back when I'm at a hearing in August uh, August the 9th um, I'm at a hearing and he causes me to be arrested. Uh, and then he leaves me in jail for 21 days. Um, and I had no ability to, to get out. In, uh, in Pennsylvania, when you're picked up on a warrant such as I, I was picked up on, you have 72 hours to get released. He refused to hear my case within 72 hours and left me in incarcerated. We tried to file an emergency motion to get me out Based on my civil rights being violated under the 72 hour rule. And he refused. I wrote a check while being shackled in court on August the 21st. And after writing a check just to try to settle the case, uh, he still, I was still, it remained in jail for another week. And that's after we settled the case.
3: That is absolutely crazy. Well, uh, hopefully you will get uh, some uh, recourse. Uh, In this absolutely crazy case, I've never heard of a judge again having somebody uh, brought in uh, and then they they're shackled in order. You got 15 minutes to sell a a civil suit. That's just absolutely crazy. So uh, let's know what happens next. All right. Thank you. That is. uh, But this goes to show you, Lauren, again, the crazy legal system we have. And for all those people out there, Lauren, who say judges don't matter.
13: Thank you. Well, there we are. Obviously, judges do matter. Uh, the.
0: if you don't win your first bet. That's right. Up to $1500. Again, sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21+ in President Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: This is it.
2: your perfect home sweet home.
13: Yeah, there's some antebellum South stuff, but it's not in the South. It's in Allegheny County in, in Pennsylvania. Um, I don't understand how this hasn't been dealt with already. Obviously, it's almost like it was kidnapping or something. It, it's sort of a strange situation. Anytime you talk about shackles of somebody with a nonviolent offense, in this case a civil a civil litigation moment, it makes no sense. It sounds like the judge has some sort of, uh, had some sort of attitude of I'm gonna show this guy, I'm gonna show you, you know, who's in charge here and obviously overstepped his authority.
3: The thing I tell people all the time, uh, Reese, is understand. Judges have significant power. I mean, l- look at the judge. Remember, remember the woman in Philadelphia in the meat meal case? Uh, the decision mm-hmm. that she made. And so again, I so it, it trips me out when I hear these people who say, Oh man, these judges that bid in the point, that point, that shit don't mean nothing. I'm like, you out your damn mind. Right. It's and back- this
11: this
3: judge. And this this is not a federal judge, but whether you're a federal judge, a state judge, or uh, a local judge, judges have power, and they can abuse that power.
11: Well, that's the key point: is the abuse of power. I mean, he didn't; he wasn't vested this power, but he was able to weaponize the the appearance of having power to get the police to do what he wants to do, to keep to get the prisons and the jails to go along with what seems to me to be false imprisonment and, like Lauren said, kidnapping. Um, and I would add extortion. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. when you are basically you doing the bidding of a of, of a business owner to extort money, uh, tens of thousands of dollars out of a person under duress, this is absolutely an outrage and disgusting. And unfortunately, this person, without any other recourse, is on the bench until 2030. And so it absolutely does matter who you put on the bench. Um, it matters who you elect who will appoint judges in cases where, where judges are appointed. Um, and so this is just another one of those issues. And the fact that this is civil and it's turning into a carceral situation for an attorney, um, Throw respectability politics out the window. There is no profession. There is no socioeconomic class that can shield you from being black and from white power being weaponized against you.
3: Um, look, we, we we see what happens here. And again, you can you can be an attorney, Greg. It don't matter when one of these judges get a bug up their asses. And keep in mind, uh, was it in I'm trying to remember, was it Connecticut or was it? or was it Pennsylvania, where you had that judge who was in cahoots, and he, he got a whole lot of money, and he was throwing black kids uh, in in, the, in those uh, that private prison? Again, yep. Yep. this is why I keep trying to warn people. Yep. Stop sitting here saying that these judicial races don't matter. They don't matter until one, your ass, your family member, get in trouble.
9: That's exactly right. And as Reese said, he's on the bench till 2030. It's an elected position. I don't know who this guy, Ignazzi, is. I don't know what his record is. I know he practiced many years in the courts there in Western Pennsylvania. But, um, you know, it's very important. I mean, there are a couple of things. I mean, you know, first of all, if this is for any law student who's taking professional responsibility at law school or any lawyer will tell you this, this has the potential not even to be over with this foolishness because this boy then filed a lawsuit. I'm not a lawsuit, he's filed a complaint with the Pennsylvania Disciplinary Board against Brother Bernard. That might interfere with his ability to practice law. Now, Bernard, of course, has filed a uh, a complaint with the Pennsylvania Judicial Conduct Board against Ignalzi, but as you asked him, Roland, this becomes very curious because, you know, Judge Hertzberg, the original judge, the judge who was on the case who said he exercised exclusive jurisdiction, ain't opened his mouth yet. Now, both those investigations are ongoing, but it, 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 it reinforces another point that needs to be made. Just like there's a blue wall among the the hunters that we call the police, there's a mm-hmm. black wall, there's a road wall among justice, uh, yep. judges. Yep. So you have to be real careful. I mean, y'all going to back this boy on this? But I tell you what, if, the, if he prevails on it, watch how it flip very quickly. And and finally, this man wrote an $80,000 check and still went to jail. I ain't got $80,000 to write a check for. Now, I can't even imagine what that felt like. Because at the end of the day, if you get in the grips of one of these people like this, and the system is not going to back you, this guy clearly thinks he can get away wherever the hell he wants to get away with. And that becomes a system that when we turn on it, and people want to know why, you can pull this case up and add it to the litany of abuses.
3: Uh, and... Mm -hmm. And there you go. All right, folks, uh, that is it for us. Uh, Lauren, Reese, Greg, I appreciate y'all being on today's panel. Thank you so very much. Uh, for all of y'all who are on YouTube, uh, if y'all had not hit the like button, hit the like button, y'all. It ain't that hard. Hit the like button. It impacts the algorithm. Trust me, that impacts the revenue we generate. Uh, speaking of revenue, support us in what we do. Join our Bring the Fuck fan club. See your checking money. Order to PO Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal, R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell, Roland at RolandSMartin.com. Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. And of course, uh, support us in what we do. Download the, download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Uh, and be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Brownie of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, available at bookstores nationwide. Of course Target books a million Uh, get it from Barnes & Noble Amazon order the audio version on audible folks that's it I'll see y'all tomorrow shout out to my Houston Astros they beat the hell out of the Texas Rangers Uh, man 16 home runs in that series we coming for y'all asses and the rest of y'all people who the Yankees fans yeah I'm sorry y'all in last place Deal with it. All right, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Howard!
9: Folks, Black Star Network is here. Oh no punches! I'm real uh, revolutionary right now. We like, wow.
10: Support this man,
8: Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America,
12: Roland. Hey, Blake, I love y'all. All
9: momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See this difference between Black Star Network and Black owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home.
5: You dig?